Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640, you're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Don't you get sick of hearing that every few minutes? And we're on the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock on the iHeart app, it's the Johnny Can On Demand podcast. Well, it, it, it slowly evolved over the years. I think you always used to say more stimulating doc. Right. It's, just, it's not that anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we dropped that idea. That's right. Oh, it's an old fogey word now. Really? really we really got to use the word app as often as possible because <laughs> that's, right. that's the new way. Well, by the way, that's what they're trying to say. There is no such thing as radio, right? Right. Everything's digital now. Mm. You can take us anywhere, anytime. Right. But don't refer to us as a radio station. Mm. No. We're, 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 we're everywhere. We're just right. a, a noisemaker. Right. <laughs> but uh, no, we weren't really living up to the uh, uh, stimulating slogan, so... They dropped it. We're just focus group said ah. We're just we're just talk. That's right. <laughs> it's not as stimulating. No. Uh well, and a quick reminder though, you can use the app to connect to the moist line. Uh we'll be playing calls in just two days during the three o'clock hour. Uh the microphone icon is a way to connect and the toll-free number of one eight seven seven moist eighty six. One eight seven seven six six four seven eight eight six. Got a lot on tap today. Uh Mayor uh Karen Bascon. Is that what we call her now? Right? Bascon, yes. She's been sued by a group called Fix the City, and it's over her emergency declaration over homelessness. We're going to find out what more about what this is about next hour. But I do believe that the group is connected to the group that's or is the group that's protesting um, that attempt on the west side to house over 30 homeless people near the old west side pavilion there. Remember that story yeah. from a few weeks back and Councilman Katie Yaroslawski trying to push in the homeless there and. 
Uh, anyway, I think part of their argument is connected to the idea that they're just using this homeless declaration to just uh, shove homeless people into neighborhoods where people don't want them. Right, where normal so, people live. Where normal people live. And, of course, tonight is the, uh, the debate at the Ronald Reagan Library. Remember we were there in 2016? It was, there was so much excitement. What was it, 50? It seemed like there were 20 candidates, but uh, yeah, well, it was just a very exciting time. Trump, of course, was the center of attention and... It, uh, it it was exciting. Uh, this one is not exciting because Trump's not there, and he's got. No, well, the uh, first one didn't prove to be anything exciting. So no, and and he's winning by forty or fifty points. Yeah, it it it's such a weird situation because you can make arguments, you know, all day why Trump isn't going to win. You can make arguments all day why Biden isn't going to win, and most people don't want either one of them, but. Both of them are leading their side by enormous amounts, so there isn't a competitive race on. Well, there's really no challenger to no, Biden except for RFK Jr. Right, there's no challenger there. There's a lot of challengers here, but none of them have caught on. And so, you know, I was thinking. I mean, the only the only possibility, because it's impossible to predict, is somehow the weight of all these trials and maybe convictions and maybe a jail sentence does have some effect in a general election at the margins. Okay. You know, on Trump, because it's going to be a close race. Most the so-called independents? Yeah, the people in the middle. And, you know, maybe, yeah. Because people forget stuff, right? And and Is there anybody neutral on Trump, though? Really? I don't know how to... No, but I think people, that, but... I think people are warming up to the old days. Ah, uh, yes. I think there's... You know, I, I saw a list of statistics. You know, what was the economy like under Trump? The inflation rate was... 1.4%. The Unemployment gas, was low, right? Yeah, gas was $2.39. Uh, uh, a home mortgage was like uh, 2.7 something. Yeah. Uh, and, and now we know all those numbers are really big. So there could be a feeling it's like, hey, you know, he, he is a big a-hole, but no, what the hell? Life was better. And, They're separating yeah. all of his legal and personal problems from just right. what it was like when he was president in terms of the economy and the way they felt yeah. about things. Yeah. So. I thought about that today, too. I said that some people do just, what do they call it, car, uh, compartmentalize? Compartmentalize, yeah. <laughs> well, it's what, you, it's what you do with your family. <laughs> people did that with Bill Clinton back in the day. And well, they yeah. They knew right. they would have done that about John F. Kennedy, but yeah. people didn't know what to think uh, now. So uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, it's impossible to predict this stuff, but it would have to take, I don't know, people just get, get worn down by all, because he's there's going to be a lot of news involving his trials next year, right? Because the media still wants to take him down. Obviously, yes. that's that. So there's just and could that wear away at people? And beginning tomorrow, in case you didn't know, the House's Republicans are going to start their impeachment inquiry right. into Biden. Yeah, and that's, I don't know how much coverage that's going to get, and whether or not that puts a dent in people and how they feel about the story, but. but uh, that that's a pretty good one, actually. There's a lot there about the Biden family using the, Biden's position to make themselves wealthy. Oh yeah, uh, but the, like he is such a a wounded dog right now that part of me would really like a Republican with a clean record to go in and probably would win easy, R rather than you know play this roulette game w with Trump, who's like likely to do like you know 150 other. Crazy things well, between now and election day, but if if you know one of these other candidates, it was supposed to be DeSantis. I know, but because people, people thought Florida did pretty well during COVID, he seems like a calm version of Trump, and blah blah blah. He's all, not making any. All that's still true, but people uh, 
don't yeah, like him compared to Trump. Him. Right. Yeah. They've rejected so, him. You know, right. if, if Trump, uh, you know, dropped dead tomorrow, maybe everything would be different. I don't know. Uh, we'll get some uh, coverage of that, too, in the three o'clock hour. Alex Stone is covering the debate, which unfolds later tonight for KFI News, ABC News for KFI. We begin, though. Wow. And uh, not that this was unexpected. Usually family members of slain police officers don't like the way things are handled in the criminal justice system, particularly if it's Los Angeles County and George Gascon. So the mother of the L.A. County Sheriff's deputy who was uh, executed a couple of weeks ago right outside the Palmdale Sheriff's Station, that's Ryan Klinkenbrumer, uh, his mother, Kim, went on ABC News and she wanted to make it very clear that she is not happy with the decision not to pursue the death penalty in the case of her murdered son. So here is the report from ABC 7's Mark Cota-Robles. We did hear briefly from Clinton Brumer's fiance the day the suspect's arrest was made public. This is her first sit-down interview alongside that deputy's mother, both, as you mentioned, speaking to Good Morning America and demanding the suspect get the maximum punishment. That's all he ever wanted to do was wear that badge with Hunter. He did till the day he died. I remember that day too, like he kissed me goodbye, told me he loved me. I was like, well, I'll see you later. And just <laughs> never came home. Deputy Ryan Klinkenbrimmer was shot September 16th after leaving the Palmdale Sheriff's Station. Surveillance video shows a car pulling alongside his SUV. Investigators say the man in that car that opened a fire, killing the 30-year-old deputy. Police later arrested 29-year-old Kevin Salazar, charging him with murder. Salazar has pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. His mother claims that he has schizophrenia, saying that she had reported concerns about his mental health to law enforcement. Klinkenbrimmer's death happened just four days after after he and his fiance were engaged. All right, that's from Channel 7. Now, in the ABC News interview, which aired on Good Morning America, Kim, the mother, said, it just seems that the district attorney wants to spare a life when this suspect didn't spare my son's life. He executed my life. He executed my son. Yeah. You can't do this to families. We need to defend our law enforcement officers. And that that's a disgrace. Right. Is what she said. And Gascon just changes the subject. Well, it's not going to bring him back. Which is a really which is, lame thing to say. Stupid. Yes, it is. But, you know, he just has to give a sound bite to the reporters. The reporters will transmit the sound bite, and then Gascon skitters out the side door. But it's, 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 a, it's a, a stupid remark. Uh, we, Her we response to that was, how dare you on national TV tell me you're not seeking the death penalty because it won't bring my son back? Well, my son's not coming back, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing your job. And she said, and this is key and may be helpful, I truly hope the people of Los Angeles realize what this district attorney is not doing for us. And I hope when the election comes next, they really think hard about that bubble that they fill in. Well, the, of course, next year he's up for uh, well, re-election. The, the law is this was clearly uh, uh, first degree murder, clearly special circumstances. He was lying in wait and you know, using a gun. So it meets the criteria of the death penalty. That's what the law says. And Gascon refuses to follow the law. Right. And I think most of the public would, would pick a case like this as a good reason for the death penalty. They issued a statement. The LA County DA issued the office, issued a statement to ABC News. We have nothing but compassion for the family of the deputy. It does not. But, but listen to this sentence. Nothing that can happen in the criminal justice system will ever repair the harm of losing someone so beloved. Do you think so? Well, I think hey. some people believe when there's adequate punishment, there's something to be felt for that. 
Yeah. I, I think Why do you think in the states where they execute people, family members still show up and it's a feeling of, yes, finally, justice. Why do you think the dead, families dead. want it so bad? Why do you think they want it so bad? Because they'll feel justice that this guy lost his life because he took this uh, deputy's life. Yes, it, it, it does settle the score to some extent. And what's worse here is that he might, he's probably going to use the insanity defense. So while they say, oh, life in prison without the possibility of parole, mm -hmm. if he gets the insanity defense because his family says he's paranoid, schizophrenic, he'll go to a state hospital and who knows when he'll be released. Oh, he's 20, 29. Yeah, the psychiatrist will release him. Because yeah, these, 10 years, 20 years, who knows? The psychiatrists release a lot of damaged, violent psychopaths, and often they have to be rounded up and put back in, uh, in the mental hospital because right. those, those, those psychiatrists don't know what they're doing. They, they, they've, got this, they've got this thing about... Uh, it, it, it's like their ego. Oh, I can fix him. I can rehabilitate him. You know, we can, we can bring him back into society. That's their goal. That's what they want to do. They can't. They won't accept defeat. They won't accept that there's nothing you could do about a brain that's damaged, that doesn't work properly. They like to think there is, though. But there isn't. They're, we're miracle workers because we are trained in psychological repair. It's not a computer you can reprogram. There could be organic brain damage. I, I mean, when, when, they, when they do scans of psychopaths, their brains are different. There's one section of the brain that's smaller than it should be. But and what that's about paranoid you... schizophrenia, which well, leads someone to believe that uh, someone's out to get them, and then they get uh, defensive, and they get well, uh, guns. They don't know what, what causes that. And all, you can give them drugs, which contains the symptoms, but these guys rarely take the drugs consistently because one of the hallmarks of this kind of mental illness, whether it's schizophrenia or bipolar, is that the person with the mental disease does not know he has it, doesn't believe he has it, doesn't accept that he has it. Uh, and that, that's, They think everything they're doing is normal. They think the visions that they have are normal. Why, why, do you think they, why do you think on the street you see a guy talking to imaginary people? Because to him it's real. And you can't go up to him and say, hey, those guys you're talking to are not real. <laughs> well, he sees them. He hears them. Yes, they are. You're crazy. <laughs> Maybe he is in the real world and we're in the fake one. Well, I could be. About that? <laughs> I hope so. You've mentioned things like that before, how maybe none of this is real. and it, it, I'm, I'm hoping. We're all in our own created fantasy <laughs> world in our brain. Every day I hope I wake up and I'm uh, somewhere else. All right, uh, we'll be back. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio, one till four after four o'clock, the iHeart app for John and Ken On Demand podcast. Well, we got word in a couple of news stories that a frequent guest on the John and Ken show, on the show probably five, six times over the last several years, uh, got beat up by a homeless guy. We're talking about John Alley. John Alley is in Santa oh, no. Monica. Oh, you didn't know this? No. Uh, I guess just Ray and I were, okay. Well, you're going to find out. Well, tell me. John Alley's been on our show numerous times. He's part of a business group. He owns some real estate in Santa Monica, and they have coalesced business owners to try to press the Santa Monica city government to something about the vagrant problem. I mean, we have heard stories about how it's escalated. I mean, you've even mentioned that the oh. promenade area is a disgrace now. 
that uh, they're sometimes cooking meth in the elevators or sleeping in there or pooping it, everywhere. It, they're all drug true. addicts everywhere. The story, last time we did the story, there's deaths from overdoses, lots of them. Yeah, we've gone into one of the garages once, or maybe I went by myself. I don't think my wife would, would have been with me. And it smelled like poop and urine. And coming out of the stairwells, because there's people sleeping in there and they're sleeping in the elevator. It is really disgusting. Everything is about human waste in that city. And they're just, just drug-addicted people face down, crazy people screaming at you. I mean, we got almost every time we take a walk in a park uh, in Santa Monica, we end up having to do uh, maneuvers to dodge out of the way of a crazy person coming at us. Almost every time now. Well, it looks like he was walking around in Palisades Park around 3.30 in the afternoon, John Alley. And what he does is uh, That's where he we takes out his phone. He takes pictures and video so he can document the problem. Well, he ran into a vagrant who didn't want him to take the pictures and the video. And he hit John Alley, who woke up in an ambulance with his jaw broken in two places. Two oh. broken teeth and a concussion. Oh, no. Yes. I mean, we talked to him, except I don't think he's in any condition to do what, that. Was, it, was he, was he, I mean, maybe it doesn't say, was it close? Was he close to the guy or the guy chased him down? All it says here, Ali was taking pictures with his cell phone to illustrate the public safety threat. And the homeless guy told him to stop. And I guess he didn't. The homeless guy became angry, demanded Ali stop taking pictures, then just hit him in the face, knocked him to the ground, took the phone and took John Ali's wallet and fled. The suspect has been arrested. His name is Tyler Jordan Keating. And when you see he's 34 and you look at his booking photo, there's a lot of drug wear on that face. Yeah. No, it's drug-addicted lunatics. There is no shame in that government in Santa Monica. That is the worst mayor, the worst set of city council people, just the worst, the worst. They, They are inhuman. They are insane. The government of Santa Monica, every one of those people is insane. There's one guy that usually speaks and sounds normal. His name is Phil Brock, the councilman, and he's mentioned in this story. He's horrified. He says we have a huge drug abuse problem here. He says we've added more police. Uh, We've added seven more police, he said. We've deployed more police in our downtown and throughout the city, but it's not enough. We have to do more, and the county and the the state have to do more. The police don't do anything. They've also hired a new security company called Covered Six that also operates in Beverly Hills. They're they supposed to help they out. They don't do anything. What you have to do is is chase these guys out of the park and force them into some kind of treatment or 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 jail. You you you. I'm, I mean, when we walk through, it's the Palisades Park is the park we go through, and there are always guys sleeping on the benches. There's always guys stumbling around, hiding behind trees, talking to themselves, gesturing wildly, having arguments with imaginary people. They're psychotic, and and I feel bad for it because John was trying so hard for years to clean up the place. I Just know, and I did them. fear for him because he'd always say he goes right into these uh, homeless encampments <sighs> Man. to document what he says is uh, this huge problem. And uh, I wondered, because you know what? I think the last time we talked to him, although he didn't see it, remember another guy got attacked? This is a couple yeah. of months ago. Yeah. And he yeah, was and coming I, on there. Oh, actually, Phil Brock. Phil Brock got attacked. Phil Brock got, got, uh, he had gotten to some sort of a scuffle with some homeless guy, right? The, the mayor counseling. is some whack job named Gleam. G-L-E-A-M Davis. It's a woman. Hmm. One-year term. Yeah, that's not the one that was... Uh, 
in charge during the uh, uh, remember that the, they ran wild in the city back during the pandemic after George Floyd. No, right? that no. was a different woman, right? That was a different woman. And then there's Alana Negrete, who's mayor pro tem for a two year term. And, and I, I don't know who's in charge. I, nobody's in charge. There's nobody in charge. Brock says, if you look at the rap sheets of the people that are committing these crimes, they're repeat offenders over and over over the years. And that's our problem again and again. There's no punishment anymore. There's no consequences. And here we come Sunday with zero bail in L.A. County. There's going to be more of this. Zero bail. For for all the thefts, all the shoplifting, they can steal your car. Zero bail. It's only going to get worse. And I, I, I don't understand the people of Santa Monica, why they vote for these political leaders. Why? I can't believe any of them want to live like this. Well, I, there's such a huge disconnect between the way the way normal people want to live and, and, and their voting patterns. I, it's incredible. I it, know. It's shocking. There's just, there's just too much of this, well, you know, they can't afford the rents. What else are we going to do but oh, let them wander the stupid. streets? They're drug addicts and mental patients. That's it. That's the well, we story. Wish, we wish the best for John Alley, and maybe we'll get a chance to talk to him down the road as he recovers from being attacked in Santa Monica by a uh, crazed vagrant. All right, we got more coming up. It's the John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. It's the iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. I grind my teeth when I hear his voice. That boob did so much damage. Uh, so John, who didn't, right? Before him, Schwarzenegger. Right before him, Gray Davis. Now uh, we got Newsome. Who, who, who? Didn't do damage. <laughs> no, it's no, nobody to look up to here. Got to go back to Pete Wilson, and maybe things were pretty good, yeah, right? Pete Wilson and uh, Dick Reardon. That's yeah, the last that's time the we last had competent people. Right. Ever since then, it's just one clown after another. It's John and Ken show. Uh, KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's a, a Sunday, and I'm looking at the headline. Uh, Chris Reed has been on our show many times before, and uh, does write pieces for various uh, news media outlets. Has an opinion piece for the San Diego Union Tribune. Sunday is the fifteenth anniversary of the deceit that cleared the way for the bullet train fiasco. State officials were told the project would never pan out because investors would pass. And investors knew taxpayer subsidies were forbidden if revenues fell short of costs. All of this was known back in 2008 when this abomination was pushed through to the voters. But, of course, that didn't stop people from buying all the happy talk about mm. a wonderful high-speed rail system in the state. We're going to really modernize and get people there. And you and I were saying back then, what's wrong with the plane, the airplane? Well, there's nothing. And, and, and it's always going to be the plane. And no train is ever going to outdo the appeal of a plane. This is a corrupt payoff to democratically connected unions. That's all. Whatever unions are doing the make work jobs, building this fake uh, train route, they're getting rewarded really well. And so are all the uh, engineering and, and business consultant firms. Uh, anybody who's uh, involved in the white collar work to facilitate the scam they're getting paid off, too, with tax money to create something that will never, ever be built and never, ever be used. The chief executive officer of the California High-Speed Rail Authority is Brian P. Kelly. Yeah. His compensation, $384,984 for the position. Yeah. There you go. And that's a news release from a few years ago, so he probably gets even so, more than that now. So he will literally make millions of dollars overseeing an operation that does nothing but... Uh, suck tax money out and and enrich everyone connected and they they knew this 15 years ago they knew this of course they did they didn't care they wasn't set up to build a railway it's, I, i'm just you know kind of exhausted behind how how stubbornly naive people want to be they still want to believe that the people in power really want to do good for us no they don't they set up a great racket to enrich themselves high-speed rail is is a fake it's it's completely fake project no one even talks about it or thinks about it anymore but it's still operating under the radar now the initial bond money was about 10 billion dollars and they're starting to run out they got a few billion this is back when obama was president but everything dried up 
Well, news this week that they did get $202 million. It's not a lot when you need billions to finish. And in case you're not aware, all they're building is 170 miles from Merced to Bakersfield. That's it. And who knows when that'll be done? Estimates now take us back to 20, take us out to 2029 just for that 170 miles. Right. And nobody's going to be 21 years after the bond measure passed. And and, uh, nobody's. It's probably never going to be built, and if it's built, nobody's going to use it. No, oh, they'll build. They'll build this one segment because somehow they'll they'll wrangle the money. But you're right; nobody will use it because it's a useless segment, and they won't get any more money from the government. And there's certainly no investors interested in this. We knew that from the beginning. I mean, that was in the editorial that investors were like, "Well, if they're not going to use any tax money to subsidize this, why should I put all the private money into this? So that this is too uncertain." Nobody so- in Bakersfield needs to go to Merced. And nobody in Merced needs to go to Bakersfield. And if you do, driving will be quicker than this. Well, remember they had this idea that you could take high-speed rail and then they're going to have some other, like a bus connection to get you some other rail line to get to Silicon Valley. Nobody's going to do that. So the people that can't (laughs) afford to live in Silicon Valley can live down in Bakersfield and use this as a commuting branch. No, they'd rather sleep in their car. Nobody's going to get on a train to take a bus to connect them to another train. Nobody's doing that. It's ridiculous. So listen to this. The $202 million grant is going to fund six grade separations in the lovely town of Shafter, a small <laughs> Kern County town northwest of Bakersfield perfect that name. will separate car traffic from high-speed rail. Yes, perfect name, Shafter. Shafter, exactly. It's the taxpayers that are getting the Shafter. Construction of these grade separations won't begin until August of 2025 with a three-year completion estimate. Mm-hmm. How do they even got this money? And, I don't know, but well, I can only imagine it's it, because Biden and, is president. And it's and it's the unions who will be doing this this fake construction, and then uh, it's the companies that are supplying the materials oh, are this politically came from, connected. Uh, this came from Biden's 2021 infrastructure law. Right, I know. It earmarked 108 billion for public transit projects, it, and it, this is what they're giving it, high speed rail. It's corruption and waste to enrich people embedded in the system. Has nothing to do with our lives. Nothing. You got to hand it to them. 15 years of milk in this. Yeah, they've, right. They've done a pretty good job. I mean, they're almost out of the bond money. Right. I don't know what happens in the next 10 years because the estimate is that they don't even have enough money to finish this 171 stretch, 171 mile well, stretch. It, it's 15 years of people scrolling on their screens, not paying attention to the world, <laughs> not having an interest in, in life anymore. Just keep scrolling. So what they do have to, I still think they'll find a way to scratch out this one segment, but it's going to take another 10 years. And by then, nobody will care. Nobody will be interested. And no, and you're right. It'll just be tumbleweeds. Eventually, most of the people who voted for the thing are going to be dead. And uh, people decades from now are going, what what was this about? Why Why do we have this thing? I'm looking at something they completed. As you said before, they do a lot of viaducts like these overpasses. Yeah. yeah. The this is one that's apparently in uh, uh, Highway 99. It's it's a, to the high speed rail to take it over Highway 99. I was driving down the 210 freeway on a Sunday morning a few weeks ago to go up to the lake. I was, and I looked over at that stupid uh, train that runs down the center of the 210 freeway. What is that? The Orange Line, Eric? And I, I don't looked, think it's the Orange Line. No, that's so, in the Valley. Oh, it's in the Valley. Yeah. Well, is it Metrolink. Yeah, it's Metrolink. That's what it is. That's right. The Orange. All right. So it's Metrolink, and I'm driving, and this this train goes by, and it has about six or seven cars. And I look inside, and uh-huh. one guy I saw, one guy's oh, taking wow. the train at about you know how many cars was it? Could you tell? About, see, about six, about six or seven. 
And you saw yeah. one guy? I saw one guy. Everything well, it else. was a Sunday morning, you said, right? It was a Sunday morning. But why are they running the train on a Sunday morning for one guy? And then <laughs> he reserved it. <laughs> a few weeks later, I'm driving the same route on a Sunday morning, and here comes the train in the opposite direction. The first one was going west to east. This one's going east to west. And I'm looking, and there's nobody in there. Nothing. It's like you just have the train conductors uh, riding around. It's like those like bike lanes, kids. right? Yeah, it's like the bike lanes that nobody takes. <laughs> All right. We're laughing, but we're really crying because $10 billion uh. plus is out the door of taxpayer money for this hey. uh, crazy train. Well, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. One of the first things that Karen Bascon did when she became mayor is declare a local emergency on homelessness and housing. Well, she's got sued. A Westside-based nonprofit, we're going to talk to a representative after the news at 2 o'clock, called Fix the City, has sued the city government to try to strike down this declaration of a local emergency on homelessness, saying it's a vast and illegal expansion of mayoral power. So we'll get into that with them after the news at 2 o'clock here on the John and Ken Show. A reminder that the Moist Line, known the world over, is ready to take your call. Leave a message. You can leave a message because this wouldn't be a call if you use the app, right? That's not considered a call if you leave a message on the app. Correct. You know, you know what I saw the other day? <clears throat> New proper phone etiquette. No longer you're supposed to leave anybody a voicemail. Don't do it. Oh, I, they, I saw that. That's stupid. Unless they just want to hear your voice, but it's no longer considered appropriate. Well, good. Then I, I'm, I'm going to continue offending people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear that. Uh, my, my, my sons have told me that. It's like nobody leaves a voicemail. It's like maybe your sorry generation doesn't leave voicemails. But uh, leaving text messages uh, is an easy way to get uh, people to misunderstand. Hmm. Where, I, did, where did this get said? I leave voicemails all the time. Uh, my my son's oh, telling you're a youngster. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it was He's, an article the other day about new phone etiquette, Eric. So I don't remember the source, but oh, that okay. was the no, headline okay. that no, VMs are no longer uh, the right thing to do. VMs. VMs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I because I, I have found that 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 text messages can easily get misinterpreted because you're not giving enough detail and nuance, and plus, you know, the sound of your voice really matters. The context of how you deliver a message really matters because hmm. messages can look very terse uh, in 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 print, but when they hear you talking, it sounds different. And and there, and I don't have patience to text. That's another part of it. If if I get a text message that says, "Hey, call me." That probably means I'm in trouble. If I get a voicemail that says, hey, call me, right. that just means, hey, just call me back. Huh. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I, 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 I think uh, texting is a, a really inefficient way of communicating anything more than like three or four words at a time. Well, we have a family in Ohio that's really upset with a hospital. It's a term I'd never heard before. Fake alive. Fake alive. Hmm. They claim that they took their mother and maybe wife. It was a 65-year-old woman who's not identified. She was in good health when she walked into this hospital in Ohio, called a part of the Adena Health System. She was supposed to have a routine heart catheterization. That was the procedure she was going to undergo. Well, when the family checked in on her and they said, well, yeah, you can go see her, but, you know, she's kind of ailing. They went into the room and they were told, maybe you want to consider taking her off a of life support. Uh, it's not good. 
Here's the problem. They're claiming she was fake alive. That the person propped up in the bed, the mother, the woman, was already dead. But the hospital tried to cover up the fact that she died during surgery by telling the family that she's alive but barely and maybe you want to take her off a life support. Because it turns out the cardiologist who did the procedure, Dr. Jared Betts, has been questioned previously over his credentials. Oh. He's performed at least three of these uh, aortic valve replacement procedures, despite not being qualified to perform the specialized operation. Not being qualified. He allegedly (laughs) cut into an artery during the procedure. What, was he an auto mechanic? And they thought they had this under control, but she was bleeding out in the ICU and another doctor took over, but it was too late. She died. But I guess they wheeled her back into the hospital room, propped her up. It looked like she was just kind of unconscious and told the family... Uh, yeah. so this, I guess to avoid the bigger lawsuit. Right. Right. She's ailing. It didn't work. Uh, maybe you want to just consider pulling the plug. <laughs> That's pretty bad, isn't it? Because it's really bad. <laughs> apparently the death certificate is not... Uh, her medical records indicate she died at 1 p.m., but her death certificate is saying 3.05 p.m. And that's when the family was brought into the room and urged to take her off a of life support. <laughs> so that's where they're contending except, that except there was trying no, to cover up this boobs bad work. There's no, no more life to support. Boy, there's a lot of just lunatics running around, huh? This guy actually oh. was in, in surgery with, with real surgical instruments and he's opening up somebody's heart. Then he wasn't qualified. He wasn't qualified, which means he had done it very much. I would imagine that this was quite a... Uh, Operation, which probably involved what do they call them, like the risk manager at the well, hospital? Aortic, it's an aortic. This is going to be a huge lawsuit. Yeah, well, a catheterization she was going to have, so it's related uh, to that. But I don't think she was having aortic replacement. Uh, a routine heart catheterization. Yeah, so, I think that's uh, where they uh, they they try to like burn off some dead tissue that. Oh, is that causing, right? They run a catheter, uh, like a like, like a, a heartbeat or something. Yeah, heartbeat irregularities. Oh, okay. So I have a feeling somebody said this could be huge and this guy's got bad credentials. Let's just make it look like she's ailing and they pull the life support on her and they actually kill her. That's what I'm guessing they did. Yeah. Right. Fake alive is is the term they use for this. So uh, they better have pretty deep insurance to to pay up for that. (laughs) All right. When we return, we are going to talk about a lawsuit against Karen Bascon, formerly Karen Bassetti, right? But now she's Bascon. She's uh, she's as good as uh, George Gascon when it comes to keeping uh, the public safe. Well, this uh, emergency she declared on homelessness and housing is being challenged by a nonprofit from the West Side called Fix the City. We'll find out the details when we come back with a guest who knows exactly why they are charging this lawsuit against the city of Los Angeles to end the emergency. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. In for Deborah Mark, Sandy Wells, live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. 
Sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.